everyone. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, we are recapping the NCAA Championships. Plus, we are joined by the queens of college gymnastics and our friends at the University of Michigan, Bev Plocky, Sierra Brooks, and Abby High School. But before we get into it, we real quickly want to thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. A big thank you to Maya A, Becca S, Nina L, David P, Stephanie S, Blake B, Elaine E, Rydog, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, and Erica S. That list is getting longer and longer. It is, and we appreciate you guys so, so much. Seriously, you have no idea how much it means to us. We do want to remind you to check the Patreon app if you're a gold or silver level supporter because we do post on the Patreon app when we have a guest coming on the show so that way you guys are the first to find out and then you also can submit questions. So make sure you're checking the app. Just wanted to remind you of that. And as always, thank you for all of your kind words and support every month. We are so excited to bring you guys this interview with a few of your 2021 NCAA National Champions. We are joined by head coach Bev Plocky, junior Abbey High School, and sophomore Sierra Brooks to reflect back on their historic win. So without further ado, please welcome Bev, Sierra, and Abby. The queens are here. Yeah, bowing down to you. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We're still celebrating over here. I know it's been a few days, but how are you guys doing? Is it sinking in yet? Mm, for me, I no. <laughs> no. I like I I'm trying. I watched the meet today and it's still it's still crazy. I don't know. It's it's sinking in at times and other times I'm like I have to say it out loud and I'm like, "Oh my god, we did already compete." <laughs> that actually happened yeah (laughs) what about for you Bev yeah I mean I've I've just been incredibly busy answering text messages it's it's humbling the the response from people I think that um, I've gotten some really nice very sincere uh, messages from a lot of people about how happy they were to see us finally you know be able to people recognizing that we've been on the verge for a very long time and you know, just so nice to see us break through. So it's, it's been great. I've been tired. <laughs> my, my voice is still gone recovering. Um, but it's just amazing. I wouldn't change any of it for, for anything. Yeah. Sierra and Abby, have you guys been able to stop thinking about it? Cause like for me personally, just like from a fan perspective, I'm over here trying to do like my final exams and stuff. Oh, and I keep like replaying yeah. the yeah. in my mind. <laughs> No, no, I've been, so, di- I've been so distracted. I've been so distracted. I'm like trying to go to class today and I'm like still like thinking about the meet. I'm like, oh my God. No, yeah, I just keep scrolling through pictures and every single time I see like the pictures of all of us just like Gabby jumping 10 feet in the air, <laughs> everyone just hugging and screaming. It's just like, oh, like what I would do to just go back go like back. Two days and just do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, I, I, yeah. It's iconic, by the way. <laughs> Picture of her jumping. So so high yeah I I sent that picture to Gabby today and I was like holy cow (laughs) you could jump that high all of us (laughs) the thing is it really shouldn't be that impressive because you guys do flips and you guys are always doing crazy things anyway so I don't know why I was so impressed by it but it was incredible (laughs) she was like jumping over their heads almost yeah yeah (laughs) so I want to go back real quickly and just kind of like paint the picture of the season for our listeners, because it seems like you guys kind of had a lot working against you in some ways. Like obviously COVID was one of the biggest things for all the teams, not being able to see your families and stuff like that. But you guys also had that two week period towards the beginning of the season where you couldn't train, you couldn't go in the gym. You had Abby Brenner go down with an injury and obviously she's like a key contributor on three of the events and then you guys didn't win the big 10 or regular season title like you normally do so in a weird way it's like the season wasn't going maybe as you had hoped it would but then at the same time you're doing all these record-breaking things and you're having this incredible season and one of the best seasons ever in Michigan gymnastics history you guys had four scores over 198 broke your program record three times and then of course cap it all off with winning the NCAA title first in program history. So it's been 32 years in the making for you, Bev. What clicked for you guys this season, despite all of the challenges that were thrown your way? I feel like there's no team. There are very few teams that can go through an entire season without having 
Uh, you know, you brought up like Abby's injury. I, I don't think that that is an uncommon occurrence among gymnastics teams that people have to be able to deal with. Not that it wasn't impactful. It was impactful. Um, but I don't think that it meant that our season wasn't going well. You know, also, we did a lot of really incredible things and we had two meets that were a little bit off. It just so happened that those two meets that were a little bit off were big fives and big tens. And I also find it um, ironic. I, I, I am a huge believer that things happen for a reason. And I find it ironic that the event floor that we had the issues on uh, at big fives and big tens ended up being our highest scoring event both days uh, at, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe vault beat. Um, I'm not thinking by like 0.025. Not highest, one of the highest scoring events at the national championship. So I just think things happen the way they're supposed to happen. And, and in actuality, now that it's finished, when I look back, I'm not, it's not that I'm glad that we didn't win, you know, the regular season big 10 or the big 10 championship, but I think it's kind of cool that that notoriety got spread around the big 10 a little bit. Mm -hmm. Iowa had an amazing team this year. Minnesota had an amazing team this year. So for them to be able to have the regular season title and the big 10 championship title, uh, I think was great for the big 10 conference. It was certainly great for those programs. Um, and it might've been what, what spurred us on to, to actually do what we did at the national championships. Mm -hmm. And Abby, you really had a phenomenal season and really towards the later half of the season, I feel like, cause you started doing all around, you did floor regionals, um, you're anchoring the beam lineup and then you debuted the one and a half on vault, which in my opinion, it should go 10 every single time that you stick it. So why it's not, is a different conversation, <laughs> but I know your team, they kind of call you the secret weapon. And I feel like you're not really a secret anymore. Um, how does it feel to know that you've made such a strong contribution to the team this season? Um, you know, like kind of like going off what Bev was saying, I think everything happens for a reason. And, you know, this season was anything but easy, but I think, you know, with Brenner going down, she's not only a, a huge contributor on our team, she's also a huge leader on our team. Um, and I think that really flipped the switch in me and was like, okay, I need to step up as an upperclassman, like one of our leaders on our team is down with an injury. So that was kind of like the turning point almost. And even like with the two week pause, going back to that, it almost gave, I think Sierra can agree with me on this. It almost gave us a good mental break in the middle of a season. Cause we were still doing stuff. We were still doing treatments, mm -hmm. um, still moving around, doing all of our strength stuff that we could do at home. So in my opinion, it was almost helpful to some people. Um, and I think all those little things combined kind of helped all of us peak at the right time at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And I was curious too about your vault. What is your like, and maybe Bev can speak to this more too, but what's your hit rate on vault in the gym? Because I feel like in practice, or I mean, in competition, you were like sticking almost every single one. So do you do that often in the gym? Um, honestly, the stuff I, I've learned to not focus on the stick part of it. It's more of the technique leading into that. So I wouldn't even say I necessarily stick as many as I do in competition and practice. But like I said, we do a lot of sticking drills, a lot of pre-flight stuff, a lot of like focusing on the technique to get to that point. So when you're in a competition setting that you can just drop it in and stick it like that. Mm -hmm. Sierra, you've done all around all season. And I would say you saved some of your best gymnastics for the perfect time, right at the end of the season when it mattered the most. You got second all around at nationals, second on beam, and then you got a career high all around score at the final day. So how do you keep yourself not only in shape physically, but also mentally to be able to peak at the right time like that? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think the reason I peaked at the right time was because I wanted it so badly for this team. I think we knew that we could win it and we wanted to win it so badly. Like we literally woke up Saturday and I was like, Oh my God, like this is the day that we've talked about for so long. And it was just, it was so exciting. And it was more so like my mentality was literally just do what we've been doing in the gym. Like if you go to any of our practices, like what we did at nationals is something that we've definitely done before at the gym. So mm -hmm. just like for myself, it was just like, go out and do your routines. Like do not overhype it. Like I, yes, it's nationals. Yes. You want it to count, but it was just like, do your routines, breathe and you're going to be fine. So I feel like that's what just really helped me get there was just like the drive that I had for the team. And then also just do what you do in the gym. 
going into that final day of competition, Bev, what was your message for the team? Like, what kind of things were you saying to them in the locker room beforehand to kind of get them in that right frame of mind to go out there and do what they did? Basically, a lot of what of what Sierra had just said. Like, I wanted them before we even laughed. I had I'd said to them, "Do you have any idea how good you guys are?" Like. I have walked around practice and I have watched what we have done the last several days. And if you just go to the meet, you do not have to do more than what you're doing right now. You don't have to try harder. You just have to be confident in yourselves and go in there and do exactly what you've been doing in practice because that is good enough. Um, And if you do that, I promise you, other teams are going to be chasing you um, because this is some really incredible stuff that I'm watching here, the consistency, the execution, everything. And so I think that was really just the message. And I, and I also said to them, I want you to enjoy every moment of this, take it all in the pressure at that point in time, I feel like the pressure is off. We're here for me, at least it was, we're here. We've qualified to finals. That was our number one goal. Like, let's get there. Let's give ourselves this opportunity And then everything that happens after that is icing on the cake. So if you just relax, we are our most successful when we are, when we're relaxed, loose, doing it for each other, having a great time um, and just really focusing on us. And I was just really proud of the fact they did an incredible job of doing all of those things. Mm -hmm. I'll let you both speak to this, Abby and Sierra. Do you feel like that morning when you woke up, was there like a little bit of nerves in there or was it more just like a fire in your belly just to go out there and get it done? Um, I mean, like Bev was saying, I feel like the pressure was off at that point because it's like, this is our last meet, leave it all out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And we always say like, you don't have to do better. You don't have to do worse. Just be normal. And there's like it's, it's game over. And I think we all did a really good job of staying together, focusing on ourselves. And we were just having a lot of fun out there. And there is nothing more dangerous than our team. If we stick together and stay in our amoeba, as we call it. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I woke up and it was more just excitement. Definitely not so much nerves. Like we started warming up and it's like, there, what do you, there was nothing to be nervous about. Like it wasn't where we were like nervous about like hitting your routines. Like we do this so often. We've done it so many times that we could trust how we did. And it's also nice because we had like, we had the practice day, we had the day before, like we were so familiar with the equipment, with the arena. And it was just like, enjoy the experience. Like before we even started on floor, they were like playing like the jumbo screen and stuff. And it was just like, it was so cool to be like the fact that we were there and like, we were the ones who other people are watching. It was just a lot to take in, but it, I don't think we really had like the nerves. We just had the excitement, like go show them how good we actually are. How did you guys feel about the draw that you got for the final day, starting on floor, ending on beam? I feel like nobody would pick that in a million years. I know you guys didn't pick that, but (laughs) when you found out that that was like the cards that you had been dealt by, what were you thinking? You know, we didn't really spend a lot of time discussing it. Uh, It's kind of pointless. I didn't want to put any kind of feeling any which way about it in my athlete's head. It's like, we've got to do all four events. On day one, we start on beam. On day two, we end on beam. You know, yeah, if I had had the opportunity to draw, I probably would not have drawn either one of those. But it is what it is. And you, if you're a great team, you adapt. We talk about that a lot too. You know, this whole year, it's been about being fluid. We get sick of that term and laugh at it. But really the last two years, that's what we've talked about is that a, a great team has to be able to adapt and change and deal with whatever cards they get dealt. So, you know, in, in a strange sort of way, I feel like some of the things that we've had to overcome, some of the difficulties that we've been through have prepared us in, in a way um, to be able to deal with. It. It's just like, this is what it is. Let's just deal with it and move on. So I want to talk about that last rotation in the finals. You guys were on beam and Abby, I'm sure you probably had no idea at the time, but you, you guys in Oklahoma were tied and you needed a nine, eight, five to win the meet for Michigan. But did you have like any idea before you got on the beam, like how close it was, like not necessarily an exact score, but did you have a feeling of how close the meet was? Um, I knew it was close, but I had no idea that we were exactly tied. (laughs) Um, I didn't want to pay attention to the scores. It was more so just paying attention to like what my teammates were doing. And 
Um, you know, it was honestly really reassuring having like Sierra go up there and do an amazing routine as usual. And then Nat go up and do another amazing routine as usual. Um, that gave me almost a calming sense. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like they just did this. So now it's my turn to just seal the deal and uh, really finish it out for our team. And then what about for you, Bev? Do you watch scores at all? I think, it, I think with the size of those jumbotrons, it was pretty difficult not to be watching the scores. They you were had no choice. <laughs> they were pretty in your face all the time. So yes, um, I, I didn't have any idea that we were tied, but I knew it was close. I knew that going into beam, that we were, we had less than a two tenth lead. That's, that's basically what I knew. And then I knew that we had had a few um, bobbles early in the lineup. And so I knew that that lead uh, for sure had to have diminished. Um, but again, the same as what Abby said, when Sierra went up there and just rocked that routine the way that she did with that amount of confidence. And uh, when she nailed that dismount, it just, Re revitalized all the hope and all of the um we got this kind of a feeling that i had had inside of me during the whole competition then natalie goes up and then you know i knew it had to be close but i thought that um i had a lot of confidence when when abby went i'm not going to say i wasn't holding my breath uh, but i think abby's reaction at the end of the routine was basically a great example of probably how most everybody felt she does this incredible routine you know lands the dismount salutes picks up her mask and their legs like give up <laughs> twice as she's trying to walk off the podium when you talk about leaving it all out there and it was all she could do to get herself off the podium <laughs> and over to where the team was because um just that it was this flood of it was like elation but it was also relief people keep asking me, how did you feel? And I'm like, I had so many different feelings spinning around inside of me. I, you know, I was grateful. I was ecstatic. I was relieved. Uh, I was you know, just so happy for these athletes. And, um, you know, you're watching the scoreboard and I see the tie score go up then. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Did we just tie this championship? And they're like, no, no, no. This last, you know, Abby scores an in, and then Oklahoma goes up, and then you have that feeling in the pit of your stomach one more time, like, oh no, like we didn't win, and they're no, 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 Abby scores, and I mean, it was just, I mean, it was, I, I literally stood there like this for a couple of minutes until Abby's score finally came up on the scoreboard, um, and then you know, obviously the tears and all the emotions start to. Um, you know, start to flood in, but just what an incredible moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Abby, I was like willing you to stay on the beam. Like I literally was shaking <laughs> and I've watched so many gymnastics meets in my life and I'm usually not faced. Like I'm usually like cool, calm and collected, but I was literally shaking. My hands were trembling. <laughs> so massive props to you and you, Sierra, and also Natalie, but like, <laughs> I don't know how you guys do it truly. Like what does that do for your confidence, even outside of gymnastics, just to know that you can handle that kind of pressure? Like, what does that do for you? I feel like you could do anything. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I don't remember who came up to me and said that. But after my routine, they're like, if you can do that, you can literally do anything. Like, and I think it all just goes back to focusing on your team and just taking that deep breath and going up there and doing your routine. Because Honestly, I wasn't any more nervous than I was for any other beam routine that I did. And I, I don't know, I, I'm speechless <laughs> when talk about beam. <laughs> well, and Bev talked about that moment when you got, like, you finished your routine, you walked off the podium, but I want to hear it from your perspective too. What was that moment like for you? Honestly, I don't even, I like can't even remember when I landed my dismount. All I know is just like, I, like I said, I didn't know the scores. I didn't know what the outcome was going to be, but I think like Bev said, it was like, a sense of relief, being grateful, being like amazed at how awesome our team is and just all of those emotions pouring in at once um, really was an incredible feeling and just having all of our fans cheering and screaming and it was really incredible. Mm -hmm. So what did you guys do to celebrate the win? Like what did you do that night and then in the days following? Like what have your lives been like? <laughs> Other we than saw, interviews. <laughs> like we, we saw our team. Like we have not been yeah. able to actually like spend time together as a team because we've been like in the bubble for so long. So we just like we're all together, which was just super fun and just super exciting. Well, the first thing we did 
uh, when we went back to the hotel was we got to see the families. We went to an outdoor meeting space and it was the first time that uh, our parents had be able, been able to come and hug their kids. And so we spent about an hour and a half or two hours out there, um, did some of our postseason awards and just had a little bit of together time. And we got Paizukis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yum. <laughs> those, are, those are pretty amazing. And then when we came home, um, our university had, well, you guys were there, you know, um, the, the coming home thing, that was pretty cool to have that many people come and be there to greet us and celebrate our victory. Um, you know, it's not often that when we come home from a trip like that, that we have our, our hardcore adoring fans there with pom-poms cheering us on. So that was a lot of fun. And I think since then, it's just been like taking that breath, um, answering messages. I'm sure all of, you know, everybody has had, their phones have been blowing up and, um, you know, just catching up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, a question that we got from someone on Twitter, which I thought this was kind of funny, but everyone is obsessed with the leotard that you guys wore, the blue velvet leotard. And I think it started with Liv Karras because she was like always mm-hmm. like obsessed with that leotard. Um, but Natalie, she wore that leotard when she won at 2019 Nationals and she won her individual title on beam. And then now you guys won the team title in it. So do you think maybe it's like the new lucky Leo? Like, is there a correlation between your success and that leotard? <laughs> For me, it's definitely a comfort Leo. Like when I put on the Leo and I'm like, okay, we're fine. Like, like I don't know. I literally like put on like the tank practice one. And it's like, it just, everything works out well. We were talking about it in the locker room. Like everyone has Leo on and everyone's like, peace of mind is like restored so I don't know but I yeah well now that you guys wanted it I feel like it has like the sentimental value too like whenever you want to have a good meet or you need to have a good meet you got to put that leotard on (laughs) well we had talked about it before we came and I said what what leotards do you want to wear and I think they thought we needed to wear like the quote new ones Mm -hmm. and I said I want you to wear whatever leotard you think is going to be your lucky leotard and so they were like that definitely the you know the gem m leotard that we wore on friday and then the velvet i said that's if you guys feel great in those leotards then that's that's what we're gonna wear mm-hmm. who designs your guys' leotards mostly mostly me but we you know i get a lot of um that we you know we bring drawings i ask the athletes if they like them we get samples we tweak things here and there but um i have designed our leotards you know all the for a very, very long time. And then we had an athlete on our team for a number of years, Sachi Sugiyama, who did art and graphic design. She helped us um, for a, a period of time in there. But um, so I think actually Sachi might've been involved in designing the velvet one. I can't remember, but um, it's just something I really enjoy doing. And I think it's important, very important that the athletes feel good in their leotard, that they feel that it's flattering, that they feel that it's comfortable. Um, all that, those things are very important. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys definitely do have some of the best leotards out of like all the college gym teams. So maybe, maybe we're biased, but <laughs> no, I really do feel like there's like out of all the teams, your guys are up there with some of the best with all your leotards. So, <laughs> um, another thing that I wanted to mention was the finals was on ABC, which is great exposure, not only for Michigan, but just for college gymnastics in general. And I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but the numbers came out today. There was over 800,000 people that tuned into finals. So I just saw that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, which is great. And one of the people that we know for sure was watching was Serena Williams' husband and their little daughter. And he put out a tweet saying um, that like she was watching you, Sierra, on floor. And she was like, that's me. So I wanted to know how cool is that for you to know that you have that reach and then also that you're just an inspiration to so many people. I mean, it's so cool. I keep looking at him like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> seeing about that. And then, like, he posted for our team also. So, I mean, it it's just super cool that, like, women's gymnastics was able to make that impact and to be on ABC and get that many people to actually, like, watch us compete. And then just, like, being an inspiration is awesome. For me, like, that was Gabby Douglas. Like, I loved watching her compete. And, like, from here on, she can't do anything wrong in my eyes. Like, I love her. So <laughs> it's just super cool, like, seeing that there's younger girls out there and whoever it may be who's just looking up to us. 
And I also think that was the highest amount of viewers for like any college gymnastics meet. Yeah, so I'm not 100% sure, but I was reading in one of the Facebook groups, Bev, I think you're in that group too. So that's probably where you saw it. But um, they were saying that that was like one of the highest rankings like ever for net rankings, but like the ratings. Yeah, ratings. That's what I'm trying to say (laughs) for gymnastics like ever. So like for you guys to not only just like win that meet, but then it's just great exposure for college gymnastics too, like Michigan and also college gymnastics. It's just... That's, that's well, huge. and with Michigan, I know there was a lot of fans that were like, they were saying stuff to us too, about how like they hadn't really had the opportunity to watch Michigan a lot this season because of like either meets being behind a paywall or just streams not showing you guys stuff like that. I just feel like that was just perfect that you guys were able to win when you had so many people watching you. I just think that this year with the pandemic, Michigan fans in general were starving for all good things in Michigan. And being able to come out and win that national championship, the fans that even have not been gymnastic fans, maybe now will be gymnastics fans um, because they were able to watch that. They were able to really get excited about it. And then we won. So, um, you know, I am really hoping that this gives our home attendance, our fan base, a huge boost going into next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about that too. We were wondering like how that's going to affect like season ticket sales and even just like fans on the internet, like more people. Like, I go on Twitter right now and everyone has like Michigan, like stuff is like their profile pictures on Twitter. And it just seems like everything's all Michigan. There's Reina Gugino supremacy. There's like, yeah, all- I, saw that. I said that to her. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's for the entire team too. It's not even just like the main, like the top girls like you, it's like literally the entire team. Everyone is just like fangirling and we're obviously loving it because we've been doing this from the start. So we're like, everyone's finally on board. (laughs) The final question that I have, and maybe it might be the most important question, Bev, your husband, he promised you a dog when you guys hit 198. So my question is now that you've done that, did he promise you anything for winning a national title? No, I think he's scared. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I am very happy. I think my whole team is very happy with our team puppy, Rocky. Um, He brought us, he brought us good luck. He came to the gym every day and cheered the girls on and watched practice. You know, my trainer, Lisa said, I think he's been the best therapy dog ever. He, he would come in, he learned the routine. He would be in my office during the day and then we would go outside and go to the bathroom and then he would come in and he would run straight to the training room and look to see if the girls were in there. And then he would run in and run around and jump up on, kiss everybody. And um, they would all play with them. And one day, one day he pounced on Sierra's head uh, when she wasn't really ready for it. Other than that, other than that, um, I think everybody's really enjoyed him being there. And then when he goes back in the cage, when we practice and he comes out again a little bit at the end, but um, he's been amazing. So that's all that I asked for and all that I, I'm very happy with, uh, with my 198 puppy. (laughs) Did the whole team get to help name him? Yeah, we, yeah, we talked about it and um, came up with a bunch of different names, but ultimately I guess I picked, but there were a lot of people that liked Rocky. It was yeah. like a text thread with like 30 yeah. different names where people were like <laughs> emphasizing what's the thing. Yeah. Love it. Well, I wanted to name him, um, what was, I wanted to name him, I forgot now what, um, oh, Tucker. And then I realized one of my alumni has a golden retriever named Tucker. And then I liked another name and somebody else had, so the one other ones that I liked, people already had dogs um, with that name. So I didn't, yeah. didn't want to steal their names. Well, thank you guys for taking the time out of your day to join us. I know you're the you're the hot slabs in town right now. <laughs> Everyone wants to talk to you. <laughs> we appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to come talk to us. Always happy to talk to you guys. And congratulations yeah. once again. We're looking forward to hopefully being back in Chrysler next season. Yeah, we got our season yes. tickets already and we ordered our national championship shirt. So <laughs> we're ready to go. Awesome. <laughs> so Yay. hopefully we'll be back in person next season. Hail to the victors, brilliant. Hail to the Guys, Michigan won the national championship. Woo! I'm still shook. I know. Me and Brittany, we said this in our interview with Bev, Abby, and Sierra. I've not been able to focus, like, hardly. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, trying to live my life and, like, finish my school stuff and, like, do my basic things I got to do around, like, the apartment. And I just can't do anything besides <laughs> think about besides Michigan. Go blue. 
That's yeah. like all that's left to do. I'm like thinking about the meat. I'm replaying it in my mind. We're watching it over and over again. I just, I'm on cloud nine. I can't imagine how the team is feeling because I, as a fan, am on cloud nine. Yeah. Michigan finally won an NCAA championship. <sighs> we knew they had it. Um, We knew they did. I'm, I am a little bit sad that the season is over. This unfortunately means the end of the college gymnastics season. Although I will say I'm, I'm happy that we made it here to this point. Yeah. Because we all know. We don't even have to go into it. We've said it so many times. <laughs> just, the, just the way the season has been and COVID and all the COVID scares. Like, we didn't even know if we were going to make it to this point. So to not only make it here, but then to have Michigan, our favorite team, win. We predicted this in our NCAA preview episode. We predicted this back in November when we had Bev and Abby on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, you called it. <laughs> True. It's just so crazy. I can't believe it's real. But we're gonna we're gonna talk all about it. Um we do wanna real quickly kinda go back to the semifinal rounds and talk about what happened there because I think for the most part well, I don't know. No, there was like hella drama. There was a lot of drama. <laughs> I like how you could read my mind. I know. You're about to say everything went according to plan. And I'm like, don't say that. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think everything went according to my plan. Yes. I would agree. Everything went according to the plan that I, like the way I thought things were going to play out. The teams that I had advancing to the finals are the teams that made it. Yes. Same. (laughs) But we think the same. So that's not surprising. (laughs) But there also was, like you said, a lot of drama in the semifinals, starting with the very first semifinal with Cal. Starting before it even started, like before the meet actually started, I got on Twitter and everyone's like freaking out about Cal. And I'm like, what is going on? I wasn't freaking out for some reason. Everybody else was. And I just, for some reason, was like, why is everyone freaking out? Like maybe they just took a bathroom break. Like, I know, that would not happen. You're stupid. <laughs> well, I just felt like, I don't know. You know how rumors start on the internet? Like there's been times in the past where people say something and, and it's like not and true. And not being true. I get that. But also I feel like the fact that they suddenly... The whole team disappeared. It's not even like one person disappeared. The whole team disappears mm-hmm. in the middle of them warming up. Like that is kind of cause for concern. And I is, understand the outrage. It is a little bit weird. But it turns out that they had a, well, I guess, a COVID scare. I'm not exactly sure what actually happened because I've heard a couple of different things. I heard that there was a roommate of one of the girls on the team that got COVID. And she, the athlete, I don't know who it was, but they may have potentially been in contact with them. They had to figure that out. Um, and then... I also heard that there was a false positive mm-hmm. and then they immediately tested again and it was negative. So like it was nothing to worry about, but, but that was like, who would have thought like that we would get to this point literally before one of the final meets of the season and we have a team in the middle of warm ups getting pulled out. Like just when you think, just when you think you're safe, you're not safe. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Like I literally was thinking like, like, we made it here. Like, we're at Nationals. All of these teams made it. Like, they're safe. Yeah, you think once they're in Fort Worth that they're safe. And then I saw that on Twitter, <laughs> and I was like, no way. This is not happening. Surprise. Yeah, it was crazy before the meet even began. The good news is, is that Cal was fine. They were able to compete. And they had a really good meet, especially given the circumstances. They had to push the start time of the meet back a little bit to give them the extra time to warm up because obviously they got pulled so they weren't able to warm up. And I think they said on the broadcast, Bart said they were like gone for like 40 minutes, I think. Yeah, and then they came back out and they were all like spread out on different events warming up yeah. at the same time. Just crazy stuff that you just don't ever see happening. And that could totally just throw a wrench and like... The vibe of the, like, the energy of the team, mm-hmm. I would imagine. I mean, I, I don't know how they were feeling in that moment. Yeah, but like, how do you go from, like, like I'd be in a panic or, like, in a tizzy if that happened, if mm-hmm. I was on the team, and then to go from that to being, like, just kidding, you're good to go, go warm up, and then, like, the meet's gonna start in 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's These just girls so are incredible. Truly, like, mad respect for them. And Cal was having a phenomenal season. We've talked about them several times, you know, throughout the whole season, and I really do think that based off of... I mean, obviously, it's all about what you do on that day. It's not about what you did all season. But just speaking to what they did in the semifinals, I think that they should have advanced. It kind of reminds me of the conversation that we had after regionals with LSU on beam, and they ended up making it to the national championships, and it should have been, I guess it depends on who you ask. There's Kentucky and Arizona State were tied um, people have different thoughts on who they think should have advanced, but it reminds me of that because Florida really wasn't having the strongest meet, and Naya Reed and Trinity Thomas on floor, which, by the way, Trinity Thomas was back in the all-around, so a round of applause to her. I mean, she went out there, and she did all four events. And- yeah, she did exactly what they needed him to, at least on that first day mm-hmm. of competition, but there was a little bit of overscoring 
I mean, floor on that first day of competition, the floor judges were like super, super nice. They were really happy to be there. I think they were. The judges on floor were having just a great time. They were just living life over there, and they were a little bit high for everybody. So I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But those two routines in particular from Florida, both Trinity and Naya Reed, were not accurate at all if you actually watch the routines they both messed up on their opening tumbling pass which was a double layout had kind of a similar issue where they bounced back and um took, almost like, but not about yeah and like had their chest down it was a very obvious deduction and somehow they both still got nine nine two fives and if either of them would have been scored correctly Cal would have advanced. That's so, so painful. I, it's, it's, it's literally the same conversation mm-hmm. that we have with regionals, like you said, LSU. With LSU, yeah. It's the same conversation. And this, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say it sucks more because I think for Kentucky and ASU, obviously making it to nationals would be like a huge achievement for them. That's, you know, a big goal for them. So that sucked for them in that moment. I think for Cal, obviously the big goal was to make it to finals. So that sucks for them too. You're in the final, you know, phase of the season and, and to you're have doing a, what you need to do. To ha- yeah, to have a good meet and to have it come down to, you could say, have it come down to judges not doing their job. The thing is, and this is no secret, the judges know who the quote-unquote top teams are, and they almost know what the expectation is. Like, everybody expected Florida to mm-hmm. be in the finals, um, a lot of gymnastics fans who have been following Cal all season, we knew how good they were, and we expected them to have a chance to be there. Mm-hmm. But and of course, a lot of it comes down to how the semifinals like play out. Like, I mean, I mean, in regards to like who is there, which yeah. obviously depends on regionals. But like sometimes you just can't control it. Like semifinal one had Minnesota, Cal, Michigan, and Florida, and then semifinal two had Oklahoma, Alabama, LSU, Utah. In Utah, yeah. And which is a really, really tough. Yeah, it's really, really tough. So, like, at the beginning of the season, you can sit there and say, like, oh, I think this team's going to make it and this team's going to make it. But, like, sometimes it's not possible for them all to make it. Like, you could have wanted or thought that Oklahoma, Utah, Alabama, and why do I keep forgetting one of the teams? LSU was in that subdivision. LSU. Like, you would think that, like, oh, those are going to be the four right there, but, like, that's not even possible. Because they all ended up being just in that subdivision. And that's that also just sucks. It's like, there's there was too many good teams this year. Mm-hmm. Way too many teams that deserve to be in that final, and too many teams that really were in contention for that national title. But I really did want Cal to make it, just yeah. because of how strong they were the whole season. And I think they deserved it. Like I said, they they deserved it on that day. So that was a little bit of a bummer. And I was, I mean, I was rooting for, obviously, Michigan. But, like, Cal and Florida. Like, I feel like I didn't necessarily care. As long as Michigan made it, I was just happy to see, like, whoever made even it. Even Minnesota, because we like Minnesota, too. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, though- truly. Other than Michigan, like, I wanted Michigan to make it. And then everybody else, I was just, you know, happy for, I was happy to support whoever made it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that it was going to be Florida, and that's what ended up happening. But I think what I was initially saying, we started going on a tangent, <laughs> is that sometimes it feels like the judges, like they know what's happening, like they know mm-hmm. that it's a close meet. They know that Florida, like they need, Should they need to it. start like pulling out these big routines, or they're not going to make it. And so Florida's going up, and they're not necessarily doing the best routines that they're capable of, but they're being scored like it's some of their best routines. Mm-hmm. And it's like that just feels like you know, that, right? The judges are just trying to. Uh, to help Florida out. Yeah, like, and that Florida rate, should be there, you know, with air quotes. So, like, it, let's help them out. Yeah, but at that rate, isn't it kind of pointless? Because what's the point of going and bringing your best gymnastics and competing for a spot in the finals if what you're actually doing at the end of the day isn't going to matter? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it's like. If the judge is going to throw scores because of the leotard exactly. that you're And that's an issue that's been around for a long time in gymnastics. We've talked about it before, and that's nothing new. Like, gymnastics fans have been talking about this for years. So, But at the national championships, I feel like there needs to be... Like, a higher level. Like, there needs to be a higher standard and yeah. more accountability like for the judges. Yeah, totally. Because, like, everyone works so hard to get to this point of the season. You really want to have the best teams on that day make it to the finals. It's not about how many national titles you've won in the past or how you've done all season. It's about how you do on that day, and that's exactly how it should be. And, unfortunately, we're at a point where it doesn't always work out that way. Um, so it was Florida that made it, as well as with Michigan from semifinal one. And then in semifinal two, it was Oklahoma, which, again, that's one of the teams that we kind of expected to make it. 
Emma in Utah really pulled through. I kind of feel like they were the underdogs in that rotation or For in sure. that semifinal, I mean, because they've been having a, a difficult time on bars this season. And that's actually where they ended the competition. So, like, massive props to them for being able to go out there in a really nervy situation and hit mm-hmm. under that kind of circumstance. Well, and that final with Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, and then Utah, those are four of the top teams. I mean, obviously it's nationals. Like, duh, they're all <laughs> the top team. But, like, truly, those were all, like... Teams that have Could won nationals in the past. Well, I guess without LSU. LSU, but. no. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it, sometimes, like, you'll you'll look at the beginning of the season and you, you can make your prediction. And these are the teams I think are going to make it. But, like, by the, time you, by the time you get to regionals and then to, like, semifinal day of nationals, there's going to be teams that are good enough to make it to the final that are going to get left out. And that's, I think, part of the reason why I don't really like the Final Four as much. I liked having the Super Six because it gave more teams the option to go and at least have a shot at winning the national title. Yeah. Um, more because opportun- if that, more opportunities. Because if that was the case, Cal would have been in it as well. And then Alabama would have been in it as well. And, you know, Alabama in semifinal two, it, it kind of came down to the last routine, and it was really, really close. I forget exactly what the score was that Lexi Graber needed. It was a big score, though. She needed, like, almost a perfect score. It was, like, it was something over a 995. Like, she had to go big. Oh, it was, like, a 9. It was almost a time. She yeah. basically needed almost a It was, a like, a 998-something. And she ended up getting, like, a 996-something. Yeah. So, really good routine, obviously, and that tied her for the national title on floor. So, like, what a way for her to go out, because she's a senior, and we don't know if she's going to take that fifth year yet, but... Um, super close in that semifinal, as to be expected. And LSU, LSU on being... Uh, <laughs> we're laughing because me and Brittany looked at each other at the same time and we're like, LSU? <laughs> they kind of gave it away a little bit, I feel like, on being... Well, it's similar to regionals where they were... That was the event that they ended on and they were just really, really shaky. Too many mistakes. And this time, the beam judges weren't as forgiving as they were. Yeah, Bolona Shinikova had a lot of wobbles and got hammered for her routine. And then um, Reagan Campbell in the anchor spot can be a beautiful gymnast. and Well, I shouldn't say can be a beautiful gymnast. She is a beautiful gymnast. And she can be a big scorer for the, that team. But um, just had too many wobbles. I feel like she wobbled on almost every single thing that she did. And mm-hmm. when you're fighting for a spot in the NCAA finals with so many incredible teams... Uh, you really can't be doing that. So that kind of took them out of it. And it kind of seemed like in that, you know, final routine or two, it was really coming down to Utah and Alabama. And uh, Utah did exactly edge- what they needed to do. Yeah, they edged them out. And it, they were so excited. They were jumping up and down like how Michigan was when they won. That was Utah. And <laughs> when they found out they had advanced to the finals, which yeah. I always love moments like that. Like just to see them get so excited and... Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, they were moving on to the I was ready day. for them. That was who I wanted to advance. Was mm-hmm. I, I figured Oklahoma would, so I had them and then Utah. Um, just, you know, sentimental favorites. We had <laughs> Tom Farden, Sydney Solaski on the show. And just watching them all season, I feel like they've just been building and building. And I, I just feel like they were meant to be there in yeah. that final four. And remember, too, with the way their season started, as well as with all the schools in the Pac-12, they didn't even know if they were going to have a season and I, we say that with all the teams, just because like the, for a while there there was that possibility before schedules were released but if like, you were actually going UCLA to. UCLA and Utah and like, didn't they, have a schedule. Yeah, it was like they would like compete. They would be on like one away meet. So they would go to an away meet, but they still didn't have a schedule. Like they were just like, hey, well, we're here. And Utah had two meets on their schedule, if I'm remembering correctly, and it's because the Pac-12 hadn't like approved schedules or like play conference play, so. They had two meets that weren't, like, against Pac-12 opponents. And then from there, there was, like, for a hot second there, it looked like that was going to be it for Utah. Yeah. And then, like, the goal I think people were talking like was that maybe they were going to come back in, like, the end of the season and do, like, two more meets to get score a score to qualify to regionals. Luckily, that didn't happen. Everything worked out and it was fine. But, yeah, it was just cool to just, see Utah come through in the end. Yeah, they totally deserved it that day. So I guess now moving on to the final day of competition, we had Michigan, Oklahoma, Utah, and Florida. I think my feeling coming into this meet, Brittany and I talked a lot about it. I truly felt that it was going to come down to Michigan and Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Um, Michigan 
had a good performance in the semifinals. There was definitely some areas that they could improve upon, like little things like, you know, they didn't stick any vault landings. Um, some of their floor landings could have been a little bit more controlled. It's not to say they weren't good because they were, they were amazing on floor, better than, you know, everyone was playing it up to be before the competition started because they had struggled on that event at points throughout the season. But just little things that they could improve upon, which had me feeling good going into finals for Michigan because – you don't want to be perfect on that first day. No. We've seen that happen in the past with, like, I think it was LSU. Mm-hmm. I forget what year it was, but they, like, it was 2014 or 2015, I think. Was it that long ago? Yeah, because the Women's Hall was there. I remember that. Okay, I remember Reagan Corbett was there. Either way, I guess it doesn't matter. You guys probably know what we're talking about. There was a meet where um, LSU, like, were on fire. They went out and they were, like, amazing. Like, they, they finished higher than everybody else after the first day of competition, um, and then they got to the Super Six at the time, and then they like tanked, and <laughs> they were just they completely ran out of gas. So yeah. I saw a lot of speculation, people talking about Michigan and Oklahoma as well, just with you know how they perform. Like, are they going to be able to like sustain this for the final day? Yeah. I had no doubts. Mm-hmm. I had, I truly had no doubts. And Oklahoma looked really great during the first day of competition. They had me quaking in my boots a little bit. <laughs> Well, we we kind of thought that it was going to come down to Michigan and OU. Like, in my I, eyes and in my heart, I knew Michigan was going to win. Like, I had the vibes going. I'm like, Michigan's got this. But you can't, like, you yeah. can't let your guard down with OU. Right. OU is phenomenal. And, I mean, Utah and Florida, like, there always was that possibility that they could come out and have their best meet. Like, I wasn't counting them out of it by any means. But I was pretty confident that if Michigan... I want to say, honestly, that I was so confident that if Michigan did what they normally do, just have a good performance, it would have been enough to be Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And it was. That's actually how it played out. And I totally love that for Michigan because it's not – it wasn't one of those things where Oklahoma made a bunch of mistakes and then Michigan took the title before that reason. Like they won by default or something like that. Like they actually went out there. It was a really intense meet. OU and also Utah, like let's not act like Utah wasn't in it going into the final rotation, depending on what happened, like Utah could have also snuck in there. Mm -hmm. Well, they hit bars again and they were lights out on beam and they were on beam in that third rotation. And I kind of started to realize at that point, like, whoa, like they're coming up really hot on Oklahoma's heels, who's right up on Michigan's heels. Mm -hmm. And Michigan led the competition the whole way through, which was also kind of Maybe a surprise. I think at some point I saw maybe Oklahoma stepping up into that first spot. Or it would be like a back and forth. Yeah, Michigan led the whole way through, though. And things got close. Like, it was not, like, a landslide for any team, really. Like, all of these teams had to go out there and fight and have their best performance. And in the end, it came down to the last rotation. Michigan's on beam. Oklahoma's on floor. They're tied going into that final routine. Yeah. So it's basically the battle of Olivia Troutman versus Abby High School. Yeah. <laughs> and Abby High School had had been in the anchor position already. We knew that she could hit a beautiful beam routine. She had done it before. I was talking to Brittany. I, I didn't actually look this up to confirm it, but my memory, if it serves correctly, which usually when it comes to Michigan, it, my, my brain retains all the stuff. Um, I feel like in 2019 at Elevate the Stage, when Michigan broke their program record at the time, which of course they broke it now three times since then, <laughs> just this season alone, but she went up on beam in the anchor position in that meet and got her career high at the time, 9925. And, and now she's like, killing the game well so like we know that she can have a really good beam performance and she's been on fire this whole season and especially like we said in the interview the last half of the season just really coming through strong like you can count on her she's dependable and she got the job done it turns out we didn't know it during her beam routine but she only needed a 985 and she got 9925 yeah, as soon as Bart said that she needed a 985, I mean, you guys probably saw we posted a video of our reaction. Yeah, because Brittany goes, <laughs> if you guys, if one person likes this, or Paul, so of course more than one person likes it. Uh, but the, the catch was that I was only going to post it if Michigan won. Because then it wouldn't be fun. Like, if they didn't actually win, it wouldn't have been fun to post it. Right. <laughs> so that would have been sad. But but me and you were so, like, we knew. When they yeah. said 985, I'm I was like, like, there's no way. It's done. Like, she's got it. Mm-hmm. Because the routine was definitely 985. Except for a small <laughs> hop on the landing, I would say borderline flawless. Mm-hmm. So good. 
and so proud of Abby. She's been an athlete that I feel like not a lot of people focus on as much when it comes to Michigan. And it's just such a cool moment for her to be the one that clinched it. You and I were talking about that before the meet. We were talking about, like, we knew Michigan was going to be on beam. And that if it came down to the final mm-hmm. routine, which, of course, it did, um, that it was going to come down to Abby High School having I'm to bring like, it home. I love that for her. Like, iconic. Just queen things. But they handled the pressure. The Wow. Hello. <laughs> they handled the pressure so well. Because there was... Two routines back to back that were in the nine seven range, and things got a little bit dicey there for a second. I was kind of getting a little bit scared. I, I I'm not a mathematician. I cannot do math at all. I had no idea like what actually was happening. I, I saw those two scores, and I kind of started to get a little well, bit we, scared. We were looking at scores with Oklahoma, and kind of seeing them. They got I think like two nine eight fives, and they got a couple nine nines, I believe. So their scores weren't like super, super high. And we already went into the final rotation with a slight lead over them. So I was thinking like, okay, like we can drop one of these scores. It'll probably be fine. And then we got another score that was in the 9-7 range. And then I kind of started to sweat a little bit. Because I'm like, depending on what Oklahoma's doing. Like if they can start going like 10 or something, like I don't know what's going to happen. Well, they were getting big scores over on floor because I was keeping my eye on that as well. Yeah. And, but then it started with Sierra Brooks had... The best beam routine that I've seen her do. She had the best all-around performance, like mm-hmm. we said in the interview. Career-high all-around score, but really that beam routine got, I think, the team back on track. The rest of the girls, Natalie followed, did a phenomenal beam routine, as expected. We, we, we come to expect that from her. And then, like you said, Abby High School finished it off. And so, so proud of the entire team, honestly, because I've heard Bev say this before in interviews. It... It really is a complete team performance when they when they make history like that. Whether it's going one nine eight or they're breaking their program record or they're winning a national title, it's not just Natalie Wojcik going up and doing her job or Sierra Brooks going up doing her job. It's the entire team it's, from Carly Bauman in the leadoff spot to Nicoletta Kulos yep. and you know all the people leading up to. Gabby Wilson and Sierra Brooks and Natalie and you know there's there's the whole lineup that has to do their job in order to make that happen and there were so many occasions this season where the team just came together and did exactly what they needed to do and this was just another one of those instances and it's the national championship and now here you are national champions only the seventh team ever in NCAA history to win a national title they join Utah Georgia, Alabama, they were the ones that early on in like the start of college gymnastics, they were like the dominant ones. And then UCLA kind of started making appearances. And then the later half, it's Oklahoma and Florida. And for the last and, couple of years, it's just been Oklahoma, I guess mm-hmm. with the exception of UCLA in 2018. But And then Michigan now, we officially get to add Michigan to that list. I, I still can't believe it. I get chills every time I talk about it or I think about it. And I've been saying that to Brittany too. Like, when is it going to go away? Like, when will I be able to talk? I have chills right now. I know. <laughs> uh, like, when am I going to be able to talk about this meet or watch this meet or think about this meet and just not like... <laughs> not feel like emotional about it and like getting chills I think we always will and I'm fine with that just it was such a special moment for that team for Bev seeing Bev cry and hold the trophy it's our new Twitter icon yeah Um, we we finally got rid of the old triple twist logo thing and to be honest it was so boring and ugly and I'm like honestly Bev flocky crying holding the first national trophy is like so much better so we probably won't ever go back I guess let us know but (laughs) people just might be confused that's my only thing like you know how you get so used to seeing the same icon over and over again they're not now we're just gonna, you know how many people on Twitter right now have Michigan related stuff as their Twitter pictures? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get lost in the sea of Michigan, but that's but okay. That's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting this for years. I've been wanting Michigan to rise to the top. I've known that they were capable of it, and I'm loving seeing just all like the fan accounts popping up and just all the support. Seeing everybody, like the gymnastics community, um, the teams like Cal and Iowa, Minnesota, really all the teams, honestly. Like, I feel yeah. like all of the teams were so, so happy and so supportive for Michigan. You'd love to see it. Yeah. The camaraderie in NCAA gymnastics is just like perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say thank you to everyone that reached out to us. I, I felt like we were on the team, like, <laughs> we're members of the team. Like, they talk about how their like, phones were blowing up, ours were too. <laughs> there were so many people reaching out, whether it was Instagram, I had people on my Snapchat. 
Twitter obviously was blowing up. Just so many people reaching out to us because people know like how much it means to us, like how big of Michigan fans we are. And honestly, I was saying this to Brittany too. Like I wouldn't even say it's that we're like fans. Like it's more than just being a fan. Like Brittany and I have been so invested in Michigan gymnastics for so many years. Um, longer than some people on the gym tonight have even been following gymnastics. Yeah. Um, and we're not like that old, so it's not like it's not like we've been around since the eighties or anything. <laughs> but like you know, it's just we've just been so invested in that program and like seeing the highs and the lows, like all the years that Michigan didn't even qualify at Team to Nationals, and kind of like feeling like the like the emotions that the team is probably feeling and. Just, yeah, the highs and the lows, just being there for all of it and to finally see it all come together and the stars aligned for Michigan exactly like how it needed to. Mm-hmm. Everyone was healthy. Like the rotate, not the rotation order, I would say that wasn't ideal, but like even just like the subdivision that they were in, like I feel like that was a, that was a good one to qualify out of. Yeah. You know, without too much pressure. Like they were very capable of it. Yeah, and they were the number one team in that semifinal. I know everyone kind of views Florida as a top team over Michigan, maybe, perhaps, but. Just because um, of like just history just name and history yeah <laughs> yeah but michigan actually was the top team in that semifinal so well they were the top team in general <laughs> mic drop <laughs> i love it i'm i know i'm going to like road to nationals and seeing michigan everyone and i'm like oh, like i could get used to i this. know it, it still doesn't feel real we're so pumped about it and we went to michigan's welcome home celebration that was also a really cool moment because you know with covid obviously the, the attendance numbers and you know who could attend i mean anybody could have attended i guess but it just was hard to get tickets yeah i heard i heard getting tickets to that was like a bloodbath yeah and i mean we definitely could have been in the bloodbath like we would have like fought to get tickets but you and i (laughs) you and i have never been on a plane before and i feel like we if we were gonna get tickets we would have needed to have done it in like the beginning of the season so i could have mentally prepared myself and because of covid they weren't selling the tickets it was very short notice well and also because of covid a lot of people are afraid of flying like i just feel like it mm-hmm. even though we're fully vaccinated like i just don't know if i'm ready to like get on a plane yet you know yeah um, we went um, to regionals because we were able to drive but we were really sad about that like we were obviously happy to see michigan win but there was a little part of us that was sad because we we've talked about the moment michigan wins before and like we, we kind of made saying, a pro- we kind of made a promise that we were never gonna miss it yeah and then we, we did not nece- not necessarily our fault but um, we really wanted to be a part of it, so kind of tying back into what you were saying, going to that celebration and getting to welcome the team back and seeing them get off the bus with the trophy and feeling that energy and having all the other Michigan fans surrounding us. Mm-hmm. Some alumni were there, and um, me and Brittany were like pointing out people that we recognized, <laughs> and um, it was just such let a us cool hold the trophy. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys probably already have seen that if you follow our Triple Twist account, but. Bev came over and she was like to Natalie, she's like, go get the trophy. Give those girls the trophy. And then I like started screaming. Like I literally could not believe that she was going to let us hold the trophy. It's, and then Natalie handed it to me and I was like, oh my God, like don't drop this. Like whatever you do, don't drop it. Isn't that funny? That's the first thing I thought too. I was, I was, I was literally like, maybe it's just me, me and you, because I think we catastrophize everything in our minds. But like I grabbed it. I'm like, what if I dropped this? Oh no. <laughs> no one I dropped it though. We were yeah, good. We were good. Um, Such a special moment, though. I was so glad that we could be a part of that. Our uncle was over, and we were helping him do, like, a photo book. And I was kind of starting to get, like, um, the bead of sweat dripping down my face. Because, like, I'm, bro, you got to go. We have we have plans. We, I had to text him the day before when Michigan won. Yeah, because obviously it wasn't originally in our plans because we didn't know what was going to happen. But then the second they won, and we found out there was going to be, like, this welcome home celebration, I told him, like, can you come over earlier? Like, I got... I got stuff to do, man. <laughs> and he was over here and we were kind of cutting it close. And Brittany and I recently moved to Ann Arbor. So luckily it was only like a 10 minute drive-ish to get to the gym. And the team ended up being late anyways because mm-hmm. they had an issue with luggage, I guess, at the airport. But um, yeah, we, we made it. We got a good spot in the front row and... Um, it was just such a cool moment. I was almost starting to get like teary eyed as the bus was pulling up, which I never yeah. thought I'd cry over a bus before. <laughs> <laughs> that bus just made you so emotional. It was no, weird. I was thinking about it. Like I'm watching the bus pull up and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're national champions. And they're like, like, like where are we right now? Like, we're at this like celebration where everyone's like a big Michigan fan. We actually met some people that mm-hmm. follow us. Well, it's amazing. That's amazing on Twitter. We already had met her before. So we were kind of hanging out with her there. Her dog, Melly, is the cutest. <laughs> Shout out to Melly. Go follow Melly on Instagram. She's Melly Moonpie, I think. Hold on, let me check. 
Melly got a picture with some members of the gymnastics team. Yeah. Lisa Haas came over. Lisa Haas is the trainer. And um, she took the, the dog over to some <laughs> of the girls. and Legendary. So her name is Melly Belly Moon Pie on Instagram. <laughs> so shout out to her. And that's Jamazing on Twitter. Love you guys. And all the other people we met as well. Um, it's it's always nice to meet people that not only follow us, but that are Michigan fans as well. Well, and it's crazy because we're just like standing there like do-do-do like in our own world. And then afterwards, like people will be like, are you triple twist? Like we'll be standing next to people for like a period of time. And then they're like, are you triple twist? And we're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. I think we met like four or five different people. Well, there's another girl named Shanna. She doesn't have, like, a uh, gymnastics, like, fan account, but she has, like, her personal Twitter. And she was actually messaging us the day before. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, laying in bed at night, like, messaging her, talking about the me. And then we end up standing next to her at this... I didn't even know she lived in Michigan. No, no. And, and I she was, said her name, and I'm like, wait a second, was I messaging well, you Well, before that, I was talking to her, and I'm, like, just talking. I'm like, yeah, we moved to Ann Arbor, and blah, blah, blah. I'm just, like, rattling things off. And she's like, yeah, I know, I follow you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> it was just so cool to be a part of the whole experience and to bond and connect with some other Michigan fans. Yes. Um, it's definitely a moment that me and Brittany are never going to forget. Before we close out this episode, I do want to say that I'm already looking forward to next season. I think next season is going to be just as good, if not better, than this season. It's going to be better. There's so many teams that are going to have some incredible gymnasts coming on. Michigan's only losing one routine. They're losing Lauren Farley, who did beam. And Which, that's, she had a great, like, beam. She was super so consistent. consistent. It's a big score for Michigan to lose. Yeah. But. but Michigan has a lot of talent coming in, including JC Vore. She's one of the top all-around J.O. gymnasts in the country. You have teams like Florida that have, like, this monstrous freshman class that mm-hmm. I almost can't even fathom. Morgan Hurd, Riley McCusker, Shailise Jones. Well, Shailise Jones hasn't signed yet. Yeah. So we're keeping our eyes out for that. But yeah, Leanne won. It was the latest commit. Utah is going to be freaking lethal next year. Apparently, Michaela Skinner is coming back. I don't think it's like 100% confirmed, but it's like 95% confirmed. They're also getting Kara Aker, Grace McCallum, Sage Thompson, who's a really good level 10. Um, there's somebody else. We're missing that, somebody. I think that was it. Mm, I think we're missing someone. OU is getting Moria Linker. She's a top level 10. And the other thing, too, is that, remember, a lot of these teams, they might potentially have people coming back. We don't have complete clarity on that yet. Michigan does not have anyone coming back. We know that for sure. Utah has Sydney Solowski and uh, Alexia Birch. Yes. Yep. Um, and then Florida, we don't really know yet. Like, we haven't heard about Alyssa Bauman. We haven't heard Megan Skaggs. I kind of thought Megan Skaggs would. I don't know why. I kind of just got that That's feeling. Just feeling. And then with OU, everyone's kind of waiting on the decision from Anastasia Webb. I talked to Anastasia Webb for an interview for Inside Gymnastics. Um, that was right before conference championships. And she was kind of saying no like it was kind of like a low-key like if you're catching my drift type thing like Mm -hmm. that was the the very much the vibe that I got when I was talking to her that she was done but she did not actually say she was done she said it was up in the air and I kind of have a feeling that she might be considering it more now than she may have been back when I talked to her because at that time you know season was going great and whatever and then they ended up Oklahoma ended up not winning big 12s they didn't win the national title. I mean, she had a phenomenal meet in the all-around and won the all-around title. Yeah, how did we not mention that? I think we're so caught up in the team stuff. Yeah. We're so caught up in Michigan. <laughs> we're like, we have our gold blue, like, shades on. We can't see anything else right now. <laughs> um, but she was incredible. Yeah, she was phenomenal. Stuck her vault, very last routine, and it was a done deal at that point. Because Sierra Brooks was actually leading on floor beam and in the all-around until... You know, Anastasia Webb got in there. <laughs> and a couple other girls as well, like on floor and stuff. Yeah, Luisa Blanco on beam. And Miley O'Keefe, yeah. So there was um, lots of good gymnastics going on. But Anastasia Webb, um, I think maybe, possibly, might be considering it more now. But I also don't have any insight on that. Well, here's the thing. Here's my thought. We're recording this episode Tuesday night, so it's April 20th. And we haven't seen a whole lot of retirement posts yet. And I feel mm-hmm. like when it's, you know, we're going on four days after... The conclusion of you know championships, NCAA's, we typically see retirement posts by now. Mm-hmm. Do we not? Like, am I crazy? Like, I feel no, like totally the fact do. that we're not seeing retirement posts, I think a lot of people are weighing this decision. Like, are are they going to come back? Mm-hmm. 
So I think that's something that in the coming months we're going to have to keep our eyes on because I think that, you know, we just talked about all those incredible freshmen that are going to be coming in next season from some of the top teams. And there is a possibility that a lot of these teams are going to be returning some of the key players that they had, you know, from this season. So college gymnastics is going to be looking good. It already is looking good for next year, and I'm already super excited. It's me and Brittany have already made a promise that we're going to go to national championships. We're not going to miss it again. No, not missing it. <laughs> and I'll probably go to regionals too, if it's within driving distance. I'll, I'll, I'll be everywhere. So just, we're going to make up for it this year. But yeah, just really looking forward to what the future has in store for college gymnastics. And, you know, we're going to be shifting gears now, talking about elite. We have the Olympics coming up. Well, we should tease. We do have a couple interviews planned. We do. So we have a senior i'm i'm talking slowly because i'm trying to figure out how much information we should reveal <laughs> should we say what team she's from we can say what yeah team she's from say. we have a ucla senior that's going to be on the show that's going to be next week we have a couple things that we're kind of waiting to like, hear back confirmation on. on um we have another college gymnast from a smaller team who has a really really inspirational story and we wanted to like give her a platform to share her story um so she's not necessarily like a super big name but really really excited to do that and get her story out there her message because i just feel like she's so badass Mm -hmm. and And she probably doesn't even realize how badass she is but we're gonna let her know (laughs) um there's a couple other interviews like you said that we're kind of trying to get to work out we don't know for sure if it's gonna happen yet but um and then we're all gonna be moving into elite shortly after that we do have an interview coming out with a world champion. So we'll say that. I love to tease you guys. It's our favorite thing to do. Um, so yeah, lots of good stuff coming out on our end. And um, hopefully lots of good stuff going to be happening in gymnastics. We're sad to see the NCAA season come to an end, but happy with the way that it ended. Have no complaints, no regrets. And uh, looking forward to seeing what the future holds. And go blue. Go blue. We just want to say thank you again to Bev, Abby, and Sierra for taking the time out of your very busy schedules to come on our show and talk with us. And of course, congratulations again on the big win. So happy for you guys. And we will be back on Monday with another episode. This week's episode obviously came out a little bit late just because we wanted to be able to get the national champions on the show. So we will be out on Monday again with another episode. Like we mentioned already, we have a couple things in the works. Another interview that we're hoping to have out by Monday, but right now everything's kind of up in the air. Our schedules, our, our <laughs> schedules have been insane. I feel like we say that all the time. Like I literally it's feel like true. every episode we're like, our schedules are crazy. Um, but just with the nature of both of our jobs and also just trying to balance when we have guests on the show, their schedules, just trying to make it work. Um, it'll all happen. Sometimes it just takes a while, but we also want to acknowledge that we're kind of transitioning back into elite gymnastics european championships are going on actually today like as we were recording this and the american classic will be happening this weekend so just a heads up for you guys if you're into watching elite gymnastics there are some meets going on we plan on talking about those things it might just be a little bit late just because like we said we're trying to kind of wrap up college gymnastics coverage finish up some of the interviews that we wanted to do and Um, And then we'll kind of start talking about the Olympics and preparing for the Olympics and all that good stuff. So you can look for a new episode on Monday. And until then, we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.